0: Take it away lads, have a good time. Oh, I was gonna oh, get you a beer. I was gonna well, get myself a beer. I mean, just leave me here, on <laughs> well, my own. Maybe, the, we did this yesterday, the, the kind of inadvertence, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Peter becomes bar the barman. Yeah, yeah, give me one of those onion. And i have one as well. And we've got our... Is that a, yeah, up? Yeah, that's good, you like it? Have, I'll have one of those, and does anyone else need a drink? Anyone Adam a beer? Adam, are yeah,
1: be you all, all good?
2: Okay. Alright, take it away, Adam and Peter.
1: Well, people have been waiting for this, <laughs> I think. For, I, <laughs> this, yeah. this is the main event. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> it's a climax years, of sorts, yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. a climax of sorts. Yeah, we've been working together on this for eight years, and this has never happened,
0: has it? Have we ever uh, talked? No, no, ever, we not Ever even
1: no. behind the scenes? No, we um, uh, well, here, I, so I, I kind of wanted to talk to you, and you want to talk to me, but did you want to start off with any questions or thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> where to start? Okay, you wait. start, you start, you start. Okay, well, so the whole point of tonight yeah. was more the, the what does this look like in practice. Yes. So, you know, I, and I did, I sent him a text uh, today and you, you told me, you're like... Oh, I should read it. Oh, okay. read it? it? I'm going to read it out. It's like... He was like, I wasn't I- I sure if you were just taking it was kind of passive-aggressive.
0: <laughs> like, um, uh, it says, hmm. I likely ask you lots of questions and use you as an object lesson in what I'm describing in my work. Yeah, okay. and he's like... <laughs> I was like, it was a bit... I kind of... i use you, you as an object.
1: Object lesson. lesson. Okay. As in, like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't say nice things about you very often to your face or behind your back, but I think that your work is a bit of an expression of what we're talking about. Because you went from confessional religion, complete rejection of it, and then this embodied work that I think captures something of... You know, you, you...
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I would say, sort of, <clears throat> I guess I've thought about it a little bit more in recent years in terms of, like, what it, um, why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So as you, <clears throat> when you get older, you do that. So, like, when you're in your 20s and your 30s, you're just running around, like, ah, let's try this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then once you get uh, to... Maybe maybe people do it earlier than that, but I've sort of found the last few years, like, going to go and... What's important to me? Why do I do what I do? <clears throat> um, but I think, I, I think in terms of... I think I was always motivated by the same things. Yeah. I just don't think I had really kind of given form to it, you yeah. know?
1: Because, like, you could say, maybe this is too succinct a way of saying it, but there might not be any meaning of life, but there's meaning in life. And I think, like, in the, your early days, you're looking for the meaning of life, mm. and you're kind of inspired by that question... You give that up, but you know you find meaning in life in the work that you do. Because I should say, like, one of Adam does many things, but he does a lot of um, work in the city of Belfast in terms of um, uh, supporting artists and musicians, doing gigs. Um, you've been very central to kind of keeping the city.
0: Uh, I mean, as central possible. I think. I, th- I think. Um, I think. What, what I've realised in the last few years is that what I'm obsessed with is the idea of funny enough replacing church Mm. um and 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 communion is important whether or not it's religious you know whether it's not it's a theist communion you know what i mean so um and in particular i guess during covid that's become really clear that people miss communion with other people i mean that's what's been great about like hanging out in a pub with you and a few others for the weekend it's like that we haven't been able to do that and that's why, in a sense, like Wake will never be just an online event as well. You know, it's been okay. Um, and I think some of the feedback online has been that it's, it's been good. It's not as good as it would be if we yeah. were here, but it's been good to have it. Um, <clears throat> there's no question of this ever becoming just an online thing um, because that's not uh, what I'm interested in. Yeah, and I don't think that's what you're in. I don't no. think we're we're yeah. not interested in that, basically. Yes, yes. So you know, it I, might be a tiny element, you know, yeah, that yeah, we yeah, integrate. But, no, yeah. but it's like a pop. Uh, uh, when we, if you've been to Wake, you'll know. Certainly, in the last couple of years, I will uh, introduce it by saying it's a pop-up community. You know, so look out for each other, like as if you're part of the same community, and behave like we're family, almost for for you know four or five days. So yeah. um, even. I'm really interested in just like finding ways to make people connect, and you know, uh, using art to do that. I yeah. guess.
1: And you, you made the, you used the term communion. It's funny. So I make a distinction between community and communion. Mm. A community, I define as a group that's gathered together around something they share in common, mm-hmm. either a shared enemy that they hate or a shared set of beliefs that they hold sacred. So communities always gather around what they hold in common. Um, A communion is a group that's gathered around a loss. Um, So communion is literally a meal around the death of God. God has died, everyone gathers around this loss to remember. AA is a type of communion gathered together around a shared brokenness. Uh, Even Burning Man is a type of communion. So the whole point of, of my work is not community, but communion. And even what people might recognize here is like, this room, this and you can't. One of the reasons why you couldn't do this where I am in America is, like, half the people in this room have got no interest in my work. More than half, of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, there's people who want. <laughs> in fact, I'm trying, I'm struggling to see anybody is interested. That's pretty generous. Yeah. Like well, yeah. half the some of the people have have had past in the church. Some have had no past in church. Some have had positive experiences of religion. Some have had very negative experiences of religion. Some people might here believe that in in a God. Of some sort of grind of being, some people here don't, and it's all of that mix. That's a communion. Like we're not gathered around some shared belief or shared kind of anything like that. But hopefully, what I try to do is we're sh- we're joined together through a shared antagonism of sorts.
0: Um, yeah,
1: you know that's that's what I think an artistic communism.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I
1: I think. Can you say yes in a way that sounds more like no? No, <laughs> 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 I
0: mean, give it out. a
1: try. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of
0: how to add. to Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, you know, okay. um, well, t- I mean, you, tell us about the vault very briefly because we've taken people to the vault yeah. whenever we've been doing yeah. Wake live. Well,
0: Ursula is a member, and Phil actually is a member. And Johnny, and sorry, Leonie? yeah, keep. Are you people no. And Johnny, <laughs> no, Leone, Leone, uh, um turned me down. Oh, no, She's she, too good. She came well, in and then yeah, said, Leonie's "No, I can't I can't, I can't, I can't be I here anymore. I was there. These people are such dickheads. Yeah. I'm out." Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. You got, you've got, more class. I actually, more I actually class. sought her out and asked her to join, and she, yeah, she did for a while. But yeah. You know, anyway. She may have done the right time, Adam. Oh. Yeah. And you're a bunch of dickheads. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so what is the uh, ball? So the ball is like basically, uh, well, I mean, the story goes, I got an email out of the blue one day in 2016 from a guy who owned a building who said, do you want to have it for a while? I was like, yeah. So I got a few friends together it was a bank building. It was a big old, big old really listed nice, yeah. bank building. I, I, sh- I made the mistake of showing it to Phil first and he said, nah, I don't know. And then <laughs> I... Sh- <laughs> He's co- he is
1: called hard... Was it hard crowd Phil? It, it is tough, his, crowd, tough, tough crowd. crowd Phil. Phil. Tough, tough crowd Phil. Phil. Tough, tough crowd Phil. Phil. <laughs> I made the mistake of <laughs> doing it. And I genuinely like... Never think. get his advice on no, anything. Just like,
0: <laughs> what do you think of that? Eh, no. That's a bit shit. <laughs> anyway, um, so then I showed it to about another 20 people who lost, the, lost their shit over it and... I was like, this is brilliant. So 26 of us took over this building. I think one of my favourite things about that moment was that we had this... I, I'd worked out that there's a thing called... I don't know what it's like in the States, but there's a thing here called rates. And rates is like a, 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 it's like a, a tax that you pay to the government based on... The, the value of the property that you inhabit, Tell right? Tell us more. I know, sorry. <laughs> but the point, the point being that we couldn't afford the rate. The point is this af- is
1: fascinating television. Up, we couldn't afford the rates, yeah. right? OK. So
0: basically what, it was going to be like, it, that would have ruled it out. yeah so But if you're a charity, you don't pay rates. But we had the kind of risk that we, you, 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 there, you could move in for 10 months and then get told, oh, you owe us 10 months worth of rates, basically, right? So we all agreed that we were going to risk this together and that we were all just gonna disband the charity and run away and hide if we ever got the bill yeah. and we sort of collectively agreed to take that risk um, and then we didn't we, it was okay and we, we went but then we lost that building and now we've got a new building and there's four times as many people there's about 115 people in the new building um, it's got a th- we just got a five-year lease we've been there about two and a half years so we've just got a five-year lease um, it's got a brilliant dance studio it's got a big theater rehearsal space. Um, an allotment, a tool library, right in the most challenging part of the city, possibly, that you could could have it as well. So, yeah, like, I'm really... I'm I'm kind of fascinated by community. I'm fascinated by... One of the things that's most interesting for me about running the vault is realising that people are the biggest problem. (laughs) And, like, you know, like, Marxism is all great in theory, and then people come in and be dicks, and they're like, oh, God, I've got to deal with this. Um, (laughs) You know, so... um, yeah, but it's hard. But it's it, that's really hard work. Just kind of because, as you say, people are trauma. Like people are traumatized. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not are dicks, But you know what I mean. Like they they make life difficult. You yeah. know, and um, trying it, to soften the blue Now, yeah. well, I mean, uh, hopefully none of them are watching, apart from the ones that are in the room. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> more than half. I didn't the mean room. any of them. Were dicks, yeah, by the no way, way. <laughs> I am,
0: clearly. But um, it it is. It, it's it's a really it's really hard. I yeah. think that's the... I'm still a chairperson of the charity, and I kind of basically have worked out that the the best way to do it is just to learn to really love eating shit. You have to basically just eat shit all the time yeah, yeah. and apologise and say, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that was my fault, even if it wasn't. You know, and just be kind of quite humble and not... Th- that. Yeah, that's kind of... It's turning it, into a little
1: bit of a therapy session but, yeah, for Adam well, here. That is what <laughs> you wanted. That is what I wanted. Yeah. And, but, yeah. then, and you were mentioning as well the connection then between what you were doing, because people don't know this, but Adam ran a thing called The Lab. It's yes, so fab, right, yeah. it's The that's Lab. so fab. <laughs> um, and that was kind of the precursor to ICON. I was your co-host. That's right, yeah. We would do these kind of very creative events. You would choose like a topic like food. Or something food. random food like was that. Good. Like,
0: we did, the one on time was fun
1: oh, yeah. as well. Was that the one where the video then went into some crazy, like... No, that was organizing? the fit one. That was the oh, fit right? one. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was... Because I. it was back in the days of VHS, and I had, like, recorded some... I don't know where you... I can't remember it was, but I had, like... I never even watched it, but, like, years and years ago, I had recorded uh, Last Time Going Paris, when uh-huh. it was on... <laughs> and the, the video ended, and then it just came in at the really crucial moment, shall we say, of Last Tango in Paris. (laughs) Like, this broadcast and this... Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty horrendous. Yeah, but that was...
1: that What you were doing there, kind of, that set the scene for a lot of my work. And so that's why it's interesting that... Because you did turn very radically away from a confessional religion. Like, what when did that happen, or did...
0: (laughs) Well, it kind of happened very slowly for me, like, actually. I think it was... I think I've always felt it's because I'm a stubborn bastard. Like, the idea that I would go, oh, I was wrong... And now, I <laughs> and now I think something completely the opposite of what I used to believe. Um, so it was a very slow and gentle process for me. I mean, I would say it happened over about four or five years where I kind of... And then there was a point... Oh, yeah, you know the story as well. Pardon me. That whenever I was um, younger, I had prophesied that I was going to die at 32. That's right, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 49 now, so they're way out. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, if I didn't stop we, smoking, we had bets, I lost a lot of money. I, I, um, I was very like, disappointed. I think, like, yeah. It's funny, I've talked about my partner with this in terms of like, that was the year for me where I went, right, I'm actually just going to reject religion for the crack, right? I'm going right. to just. And it's funny, my wife has said that she would be the opposite. She would have, her response to like impending death would have been to cling closer to religion. But mine was like, well, I just reject outright the whole. Before, before your
1: coming death, you rejected it, or
0: after it well, didn't because happen. Well, because if I reject the whole concept, then that's not no. a prophecy. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like I'm, so. You
1: did this before, before your so, death. So
0: I think when I was thirty-one, I really I thought about it a lot. It was like quite at the forefront of my mind. Yeah. But then about the time that I turned thirty-two, I chose to just basically put it away from from my mind, and I didn't <laughs> think about it at all that most of that year. You know, yeah. And that was when that was when I was like, I'm now. An Atheist, I'm like going to call myself that and own that, you know, because I'm sort of pretty much there, but like that, I'm going to close that book, that chapter, if you like. Yeah. And like, I'm there's no point in, I mean, it was incentivized to me in terms of like you know, survival in a sense, yeah. but 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 it, but it was like so, it didn't feel like a Damascus Road, it didn't feel like a death of God,
1: yeah, yeah, right, which That's is kind of the yeah. point.
0: I guess for me, it just felt like a gradual.
1: And this was my critique of it, by the way. This is why I think it didn't happen at that time. Yeah. I think. So when do you, you think it happened?
0: Has uh, it happened? <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh, Forty-two. No, for yeah. fifty-two. Is yeah. Um, yeah. No. Well, so what happens sometimes? as I mentioned earlier that you know humanism is that you realize God does not exist. Christianity mm. is when you, God realizes God does not exist. Mm. And I think the the, the atheism was. Yeah, when you rejected it, but I think it's actually been, you know, very gradually again, probably. Mm. Uh, in, and it reflects your work with the vault that that, that death of God experience might have come later, been a later thing. I don't know. I mean, for me, the death of God experience is when you're freed from all of the trappings of religion in a secular form as well. You're no longer. What f- flee you know uh, pursuing some sort of commodity or thing or fame or money that's going to make you happy that you kind of let all of that go mm. when are you, well uh, maybe you never even had that, but well, uh, kind of yeah,
0: I suppose possibly whenever I'd, I lost my job with council and i I, I kind of realized I didn't need it I mean that's probably and I said earlier, I think that's definitely um amongst the most traumatic things that ever happened to me. I'm not getting into it, but it was like sudden and really yeah. traumatic yeah. Um, and uh I had been working on a project for many years, which is why I'd stayed in the council, you know, because I really enjoyed that project. And I kind of then let go of that project very, very quickly because I was like, well, there's no way I can go back to council after that. So it's over, you know, <clears throat> but I can do something else instead. Um, and I think since then I've been fairly kind of uh, zen about things coming and going, you know, you'll try stuff and sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. And um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, see, this is like I'm. I'm I feel, the... I feel, I feel like I actually had been on that journey before that atheist moment, though, yeah. as well. I think I had already let go of of all those expectations before. I think God was almost the last thing to go for yeah. me because it, it it just felt quite and I remember like shortly afterwards like hearing something on the news and going oh yeah end times and then going oh fuck yeah I don't believe in that anymore <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's so t- triggered yeah, yeah, you know yeah. oh yeah Jerusalem you know it's yeah, like yeah. something yeah. oh yeah it's it's weird how conditioned you are in a sense um, and that's
1: like that's very true that you can have that experience within a confessional church like and with still believing in God uh, you can be freed from this libidinal investment, this frenetic investment. Mm. It's just, the word God is often seen as the ultimate wholeness and completeness. Yeah. But that God can die and you can still happen to just believe in God because you're conditioned that way, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, but it is devastating. That's the point. There, there It's the moment when something happens that... that
0: well, I kind of wanted to ask you, actually. Yeah. So I think there's two things I wanted to ask you. The first was, like, how I'm kind of interested in terms of how much... Being Northern Irish and in particular growing up in Belfast, um, has informed a lot of what you're thinking because I think when you talk about trauma, like I think as a as a society we have a collective, you know, even the young people today they have inherited trauma. You know, it's not yeah. like that that as a country that doesn't go away. And now you're out living in LA or whatever, but that's still obviously, I guess front and centre in your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, who was it, Phil, who said that I- identity politics was basically weaponized in Northern Ireland? Uh, Lion Schreiber. Lion Shriver. Is that, yeah, yeah. Um, that's Me, inter- also. Yes. Like that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. interesting. yeah, I, I grew up and we grew up in a culture yeah. where identity was weaponized yeah. and where purity cultures, as I've been talking about, yeah. purity cultures reigned. You know, we're pure on this side, you and that side of the wall are impure. And so we grew up. Obviously, has Europe got basically the most, or sorry, Northern Ireland's got the most peace walls in all of with, yeah, his, the, world, with yeah. the world, you know? So walls that are dividing us. And so, I guess actually, from when I started Icon, there was a a desire to challenge that dimension of Northern Ireland that that breaking into these binaries of the monstrous and the pure. Um, You've been
0: doing a good job. I mean, it's really... Um, the rest of the world hasn't gone binary at all. No. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I literally well. feel like Northern uh, Ireland has infected the rest of the world. It's mad. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Uh, yeah, this is, what I, this is why the work is more important than yeah. ever, really, is that we're... Because whenever you can't handle conflict, war is just around the corner. Yeah, Conflict, you know, is where I can be fighting with you. Mm-hmm. When I can't fight with you, I want to kill you. So when conflict disappears, war is always around the corner and I talked about primal agony on the first mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and primal agony being that that, uh, that experience of pure horror of something that's the other's going to kill you there's monsters under the bed or these people here are the absolute enemy and um, that's usually that's evidence of um, splitting the world into pure and impure mm-hmm. and uh, this is if we don't address this in some way I think we're going in a terrible direction Yep.
0: <laughs> cool. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, I just, and I feel like I think I, I find it, I, I find it a bit, I find it weird that that's, I've never heard you talk about this actually, and that's not weird, and it's not a critical way. Yeah. I just think, when when I think about the most traumatic thing <clears throat> that's happened to me in my life, it was when a mutual friend of ours, oh, yeah. got killed in an accident, um, and he was somebody that, I, like you. I completely associated with you, yeah, actually. Yeah. It was like, we, we
1: were converted at the same you time. You were converted
0: at the same time. Mm. You know, I thought of you and him as a unit nearly. Mm. And I, I remember really clearly, like, I called you PK about three or four times shortly after he died. Mm. I felt really embarrassed and more like I, I I remember seeing you after he died and just not knowing what to say. Like, just because like, we were young, like, I was 20, 21. I like, just never experienced any any kind of loss or or anything like that. So I just didn't know how to talk to people, you know, who were yeah. in and around that, you know. And he he was a close friend of mine, but he was a much closer friend of yours, you know. Did you?
1: I remember. Were you in the group that came around to my house that night to tell me there was a? No, I no... was away.
0: Oh, we were up north. Yeah. There was a bunch of us up north, and we got a call from Joe um, that he'd died, and. I, I got the call and I had to tell everybody and I just, like, never, never experienced anything. like. I don't yeah. think I've experienced anything like it since, you know, yeah. just in terms of the shock. I've known people who've died, but, like, for somebody to basically... There was just a horrible accident and he was just dead, you know, and that was that was grim, you know? Um, but, I mean, does that... I, I just... Yeah. I, I've never... I, I suppose, in a way, like, I just find... For somebody who talks about all the things you've talked about, I find it surprising that i've never heard you talk about that because yeah. that must have been really impactful for you
1: yeah i mean so this guy pk who that i told the story didn't i tell a story about coming out of uh strand cinema <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, from, yeah. And, uh, the you Bronx. told that
0: story many oh you never, no no opportunity to talk about rapping for jesus will ever go past yeah. without you taking it oh, but yeah. <laughs> someday we're going
1: to find a tape i swear there is a tape somewhere yeah. in the world um but he he was there and just very briefly a story i'm um, He, that night, had this profound Mm, experience.
0: 100%.
1: And it included exorcism on the street. Yeah. And it included, uh, it was quite a powerful experience. There was about 12 of us, and everybody else went home, and it was just me and him. We stayed to the end. And I remember just being there, just talking after, to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure I mean, yeah, It was very, uh, and but uh, then my friend beside me was like screaming, <laughs> <and> rolling around, <laughs> doing all of that, yeah, yeah. and I was like, just was uh, just kind of just talking, <laughs> and uh,
0: I should in English, not in tongues, not in okay, tongues, yeah, not yeah, yet. Um,
1: yeah. You know the crazy thing? I'll tell you this is this is true. This is crazy, and I, I think I've got I can maybe explain this. I'm not telling you some mystical story or anything, but. They, that he had this conversion moment yeah that or week. Or
0: really, of course yeah.
1: and then the next week yeah I'm sitting in my house on Saturday night do you know this story
0: no God, maybe, yeah.
1: maybe. so I'm sitting at 7 o'clock at night and I just break down into tears absolutely for no reason I'm going to this party break down into tears and then I just leave the house and run to uh, CFC mm-hmm. run to the church and th- I go round the doors and I find a door that's open and I go in and I go downstairs into the basement. Into
0: the basement, wow. Well.
1: There's a little prayer meeting. No
0: and way. they're praying for him No with way.
1: P- with PK. Wow, you know? and I didn't know. I, I, I was just one of the things that came up. It wasn't like I'm making it a bit more dramatic. Actually,
0: like, Pete, and I have experienced, I think I do believe in God now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: uh, <laughs> yes, you know, there was just a lot of unconscious stuff going on. Okay, but it's, but fascinating, weird things happen. Let's all agree. With but um, yeah, so that was it, and that was kind of like, uh, and then it got even weirder from there. But um, yeah, so me and PK were incredibly tight. We went through this weird experience together, and yes, then he was tragically killed and. The crazy thing is he was so... like he was so into this. Mm. Like, he was like yeah, the yeah. Keith Green. He was like... He was, yeah. We all looked up to him. I looked up to him. And, uh, yeah, and then he was gone. And that was a very significant moment. And do you know something? I don't know if I should say anything. Because, you know... If people watch
0: him, just... I know. Right <laughs> I think it's
1: fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fine. But there was always a worry that he got himself into that situation because of his belief. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I... He, uh, you know, he uh, fell, off fell off a cliff, cliff. Yeah. you know. And there is always a...
0: Always... I, I don't think but so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... Okay. I mean, from what I know, I I spent... The guy who was with him at the time, I spent quite a lot of time with him shortly after. He was, like, very badly affected right. by the whole thing. Um, and and by all intents and purposes, I think he just lost his footing. You know, it wasn't... They weren't doing anything stupid, you okay, know. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, that's interesting that you put that on yeah, that. You know, that's it
1: because uh, yeah, that's maybe the way I should say it is. That was not a reality, but that was how I read it because all of us had such undivided belief. I mean, I did yeah, stuff. No, like, no, absolutely. I was in City Hall praying for this guy with <laughs> with an eye that was missing, thinking the eye yeah, would come back, and I was so sure it was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I was like, I met him, but like that—that's good. So there was such a certainty a psych- psychotic certainly almost um, yeah. and that so I did go like we were doing things that were kind of crazy and
0: like stuff like Nick would like get up on the bus and the, like in the public on the bus and say I just felt like God <laughs> told me to tell everyone that he loves, he loves you. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like... And he had, like... Uh, Nick had, like, missionary on his, like, passport as oh, his job. And that's stuff. right. Like, oh, it was mad. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and he doesn't... He's not there. He's not in that place anymore. No, I no, no. I, mean, like, no. I, I, I do think there's a... Uh, to bring around it around yeah. as well a little bit, I is think... Is this interesting or is this... Also,
1: oh, it's okay, because we're kind of... Yeah. We're, it's very... Just,
0: okay. There, there, there's this really weird... Like, I, I when my kids here that I was religious when when I was growing up they're just like you know mm. and I basically tried to explain it like well it was 19 days in Belfast there was fuck all else to do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like it was like literally we didn't even have a McDonald's you uh, know what i mean uh. um so you, you know that was all there was yeah. was religion yeah so it was it, and and i i think you know i i always tell this story about how like I always say, I always tell a story, like I said, if I'm you. you know, but I always tell the story about how, you know, during the Troubles, I would tell people, you'd meet people on holiday or whatever and go, oh, it's not that bad, it's not like it is on the news, you know. And then it ends and you go, oh, my God, that was fucking awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. so uh, for those of you who maybe don't know the full history, there was a, it was a ceasefire and then the ceasefire broke down. And there was a couple of bombs. I remember that point in time where the ceasefire broke down, where I was like going, "Oh, I'm actually scared now." I, d- I was n- I was literally walking around Troubles zero, of Belfast, just like, oh yeah, you just in if there
1: was d- a bomb went off. You, you, nobody literally, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, line. bombs? Scare yeah. of fun? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like yeah,
0: you know, I have to do, you know, um, and yeah, so like, uh, and I, well, the, the most impactful one was me. There was a There was an advert for we basically used to have adverts to try and tell you to stop doing the Troubles, right? <laughs> 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 rather, like you know, <laughs> and it, it started off with, you could tell we were nearing the end of the Troubles because there used to be one which was phone the confidential headline mm. on the big bastards that are, like, <laughs> being paramilitaries and stuff. And then the adverts changed, right? And the adverts were like, oh, listen, it's been, it's been a tough old time. Like, the par- you know, everyone suffered... You know, and they had those. Ad- you remember "Cat in the Cradle"? It was this advert with "Cat in the Cradle." Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like about like two years after the ceasefire, "Cat in the Cradle" came on the radio as I was driving over the Albert Bridge Road, mm. and I I even heard the song, and I used to hear this song all the time. And I got into this journey in my brain. Oh yeah, I used to hear this all the time because we had the troubles then, <laughs> yeah. and it was an advert to tell us to stop doing the troubles. And and I used to get like stopped, but at the point where I was driving. You used to basically get stopped by the army every time you would cross the bridge and be asked where you were going. And I'm like, and I don't have to do that anymore. And suddenly then this whole kind of cascade of, like, trauma effectively Mm. happened where I went, oh, this is... That was shit. Like, that was really, really awful. And it didn't really... And it was literally listening to, you know, Cat in the Cradle on Atlantic 252 and my wee Honda Jazz driving over the Bridge Road. Wonder why you pissing why cr- yourself. Why, why am I pissing yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's really weird. Every so, time I hear that song. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. But, it, yeah. but it, that, the, yeah, that, I think that trauma is present yeah. in both our works, yeah. is, is what I'm and saying. That,
1: that's, like, that is key to my work, because if, you, if you're teaching students what cancer looks like, you show them an extreme version of it, and they can eventually, as they get better, they can kind of isolate something that's not, you know, that's not extreme or even pre-cancerous. Yeah. And I kind of feel like we lived in a cancerous, toxic purity culture and division, and so it taught me how to see it in less severe forms. Yeah. So whenever I, my kind of wider work, I can go like, no, that I this is where this goes, you know, because we learned how to how to see it because we lived I've just it.
0: thought of something really profound, Pete. Okay. I'm usually the person... First
1: time, first time, everybody. <laughs> you're here for this. This is why you're paying the money. I'm, I've known I'm him for 25 I'm... years. There's never been anything good from this guy. Well, I, go for I, it. I, I was
0: actually taking the piss. <laughs> oh, it's God. not that profound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, it's I'm basically so... just that I'm usually the person keeping time and now oh, I have yeah. no idea if we're running behind <laughs> time. Oh, time. oh, yeah, there
1: and we go. And when does that end? Like, how I long have you not, got? Not,
0: I, That's fine. I can tell what time it is, but I can't look at my timetable and go... What okay, time should we be finishing?
2: I can tell you, I can
0: be useful here. He hasn't done 20 past nine, according to this. Oh, wow. Jesus. The last, no, that, is that not the Last Supper included? Is that not the...
2: Yeah, the Last, the last time Supper starts at 20, 20 past nine. And then we pour
0: it. Oh, we we're, are we're so we're, far ahead of schedule. Ahead of <laughs> schedule.
1: <laughs> oh, nobody wants <laughs> to listen to us <laughs> for that. Yeah. Might have to do another rendition another of Dry Your Eyes, heart. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can win. Nice song to yeah. <laughs> but you do. those two things you talk about, one, the the Troubles... And then to PK, um, I kind of think so. With PK, he took the, his faith so seriously, uh-huh. and it was beginning to crack for him. And it was—I was, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting knowing him, and, right, okay. and it was cracking because he started. He and here's the weird thing: so he studied scholastic philosophy, and right. he was a year, two couple of years ahead of me, and then I I studied scholastic wow. philosophy. I, and Fuck, I did not know that. Yeah, so he, smart. he was super smart, incredibly Man. smart guy, um, and went to a good school. I went to a shit school and got one GCSE. <laughs> uh, he went to, I yeah, think Sullivan? Sullivan. Sullivan yeah. Sullivan, yeah, but super smart, and he started studying philosophy, and he was taking the direction that I ended up taking because it wasn't that he stopped taking his faith seriously. He was taking it so seriously that he started studying scholastic philosophy, and as you study it, and it's something I've talked about in other, other places, but the whole point of my... Can I waffle for a second? Yes, yeah, okay. please do. Uh, <laughs> um, so my interest is the concept of God. I think I said that the other night. Is I don't think about does God exist. I, I think of does the concept of God exist, and the concept of God exists. Right? And then I go, does the concept of God necessarily exist, which means would humans necessarily conceptualise God? And I would argue yes, that... By definition, there's a point in human history when we have the concept of infinity, necessity, eternity. And so what God is, is the name for necessity, eternity, infinity. So then you go, so God necessarily exists. Then I kind of say that once you go deeply into this notion of God, it starts to get so intense and so um, dense that it eventually crumbles into something else. And it crumbles into kind of humanism, and then it crumbles into existentialism. And basically, what I would argue is, when you keep going deeper and deeper in, eventually, like a neutron star, it becomes so dense it rips through thought into reality. And this is philosophy, but the idea is that the the idea that God is self divided—that which is I've been banging on about all the time. The reason why I bang on about it is that the idea that there is a self divided. Uh, concept is where we touch reality this is where we touch reality because reality is self-divided and he was going along that journey now he wasn't very far in it Mm. but he was he was studying the philosophy he was starting to he started to get into mysticism you go from traditional theism to mysticism to humanism to existential and he was into mysticism and um when he died um i think i took on that that journey started studying philosophy
0: yeah that's crazy wow yeah, I did not know that. There you go, mad.
1: Uh, so then, your atheism, your no. kind of rejection—the thing I—the thing I've been trying to say is that once you go through that experience, eventually you find not the meaning of life, but meaning in life. And you were doing the lab, and now to say you're still working, you still have a vocation. Oh. You're, yeah, and I, for me, that is that is. Um, uh, I would, I would say that that's very paro <laughs> Yeah, no, I
0: mean, it, it's, the more, yeah, I definitely
1: think... What did you think of me, by the way, in my work before we worked together? What did you think <laughs> I was doing?
0: I mean, there's kind of definitely a lot of it gets um, put through the lens of banter. Yeah. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, a few of us set up a fake Twitter account for oh, Pete called wrong. Real Pete Rollins. Um, And we would literally just—I didn't know who, didn't know who this was. was By the way,
1: so this this fake, (laughs) this real Peter Rollins appears out of nowhere. Yeah, just designed, dedicated to take the absolute piss out of me. The
0: best thing about it was, it was a collective project. So you were like going, "How would they know?" I mean, you would think it could be Adam, but he wouldn't know who Rob Bell is, or it could be, you know. Phil, but then, or James, yep. you know, but he wouldn't know this or that. So all this, this composite kind mm-hmm. of knowledge of the, I mean, Johnny was great at knowing all the sort of bullshit around the world of pyrotheology that I just wouldn't have had and a then, clue about. And then
1: there was one of our friends who just liked flirting with people. Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Yeah, Dave just
0: basically, and then one night, one night I Didn't tried you made but,
1: You made underwear with uh, real Peter Rollins, little yeah. songs. Oh. Yeah, the song, yeah. And Did we we, sell I, him? I met her. I met her in halfway across America. Wow! I, I, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So I wasn't. So one of the real Peter Rollins was flirting with this girl who bought the thong, and then we hung out. She was lovely. It wasn't was six
0: Smith Sammy, was
1: it? No, she was great as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the, this is Northern Irish friends for you. It's like literally this was dedicated to trying to undermine me at every step of the way. It was one of the
0: most. Uh, genuinely was one of the funniest <laughs> periods of my life we would we would like we had a separate kind of you know chat you know going on and we would just sit there and work out how to, how to it was I, a bit undermining oh yes no, no that's wasn't. true yeah, it what wasn't was it? that's true it definitely wasn't no. times actually whenever you were in, in
2: complicated
0: conversations do you have a mic by the way oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I have a mic, apparently. Um, he you gave him a mic? Michael when you would Adam? be being, when you would be being attacked very unfairly, and the world of Twitter, you know, it's a, it's a pretty awful world at times. And we would be both, you know, providing the ironic commentary at the same time as kind of being on your side. So it, was, a, it yeah. was quite a complicated. And actually, this this brings me to a question. So I was the resurrection side of things. What happens after the death of God and after the wake, which we've been talking about tonight, and. The question I was thinking was, what's the relevance of play here? The thing that seems to c- continue continually be happening here is that you can take the same things that you had before, but you do
1: something different with them. Yeah. And
2: you become more playful with them.
1: Yes. Would that be well, would that be a reasonable way to Absolutely. And that's so true. Like the thing about the about the real Peter Rollins, it was playful. It was fun. I knew like I didn't I always had a, a thought it was James james because james, yeah james is actually one of the first people to follow me or from yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that but um it was uh it was uh, this beautiful piss take and under and people started to think that i was doing it and i was like i wish i was <laughs>
0: little, by the way. yeah is
1: it oh no just, i, I, I mean
0: think. i I, do, I mean i do i mean oh, and God, God. by the way it was a i right, think th- i think there was one night <laughs> on international birds day <laughs> So International Women's Day, we turned into (laughs) I know.
1: Let's cut this.
0: I can't believe I said that out loud. But it was just I I thought I was I woke Ali up laughing so much. It was like, and then we had remember Easter, we killed you and brought you back. And then we had a rapture. We raptured you in the end. That's right. And I had a rapture rap. And the 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 call and response. And it was like Gareth Higgins left behind, Rob Bell left behind, and all. Do you remember this? It was brilliant. <laughs> it was
1: so fun. This and the, and the thing about this, which Phil's bringing out, is I talk about this the the divided leader, right? The idea, and I talked about Hegel's monarch. So the idea is an absolutely powerful, an absolutely powerless monarch, a monarch who, you know, is above everything and has all this power, but actually their only job is to sign the will of the people. So this weird contradiction. But the idea for Hegel is that once you realize there is no non-castrated other, there is no undivided leader, there is nobody who has the answer, we're all in this together, that's part of the cure. So the idea of having a whole... Feed a whole thing, always constantly undermining me and taking the piss out of me. And every time I try to say something profound, oh, um, yeah, we um, would like literally mirror (laughs) it. Yeah, Yeah. mirror it by (laughs) saying something like really, really trying
0: to like monetize it. You know, like you know, you'd say something really profound, and then we'd say. You know, more or less the same thing, but then make it like you know, yeah, no time, no no time wasters or like you know, um, send your money here or whatever you know, available, blah blah blah.
1: So it was this constant undermining (laughs) that was was the perfect. Message like yeah, that was the, that's why I was very sad when, of course, they had it was to only, die. Four months.
0: It's only four months, it was like goodness. only four months. That's the mad thing I think about. And it, I remember the day you so told
1: me we were I was, we went round to Johnny's to play poker, we're sitting at the poker table, yeah, and you right. all stood up and said, I am the real Peter Ross. <laughs> It was in the I am Spartacus moment. It was totally exactly that, yeah. And where I realized it wasn't one person. I was like, oh, of course, it was everybody. Yeah. But it was a beautiful example
2: of this. I have a question for both of you, if that's okay. So one of the differences between you, when you were using religious language, and I remember being part of ICON years and years and years ago, and one of my difficulties was having begun to abandon that language myself, I would quite often be frustrated that you would continue to use this language. And Adam had abandoned this language... Entirely, as he says, you know, God was dead, as in there was no God. Mm. But if you replace the word God with authority, so mm. what was what was dying, or what was being challenged with authority, and the places where authority was before, yeah. it seems to me that you would you would have had more quickly a connection, so that you were both you were both skeptical about where you put your authority. So you called that God. Mm. Adam would have maybe made that a more political thing, yeah. and and called it where we. Tend to put her play well, but is that is that would you, would that be a connection between you that That's what you're really brilliant. talking about when we talk about the death of God is the
1: death of authority, the death of where we put authority. That's true, and that this is where like God, oh, he had to say it. So this is probably where you were influential to me, um like the Saren project. Yeah, yeah. The Saren project was well, this, that was the lab. That was the lab. That was the lab. Like so that, the yeah. lab was part of this thing called the Saren project, and the Saren project was all about questioning authority and. Uh, and everything you did was this. The media, anarchic... the
0: media in particular. Yeah, yeah. That was the that, the media was the big, the big bad with the sound project. What do you mean by the, the media Well, just like you know, I, I think I mean I was very influenced with the idea that you know what I learned at degree level in media studies should be on the curriculum first year of like because how it's the one... Imagine if you'd done a real degree. I know, could? I know. <laughs> yeah. like, what, what's yours again? Scholastic philosophy. So I just kind of think, like, you know, it's that idea of, you know, understanding how to... Re- as soon as you start to learn about that shit, you're just going, wow, like, th- we should absolutely teach our kids how to read the news. I mean, most yeah. importantly, like, how to look at who's in charge of the news. Yeah. You don't just accept the news as, like, this, you know, the internet set. I mean, the one thing that's the biggest joke in our house is, like, when somebody says something and it's, like, you, you want to interrogate them, you go, like, well, where'd you learn that? And somebody goes, the internet, and we go, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, yeah. check your sources, you know? So that kind like, of stuff's I've, super important.
1: That was in your blood. No, so everything you did was was questioned and authority. Yeah, like exactly. Everything. That's what I mean. Like, and... Yeah, yeah. and that so, the that is ne- the defi- sorry
0: never just take anything that yes. you're told for granted ever yeah always just go well why
1: and that's why you've gotten trouble so much by those <laughs> in authority <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know because you have and anybody yeah. I know who takes that you end up getting on the wrong side of authorities and say so you mentioned losing a job and all of that and yeah but that that's the connection that's probably the connection between our work that's that's the influence of the lab and the SARM project
0: and the interesting thing for me now is getting to the point where. I was saying to somebody earlier, like we we've got to the point with our work where we go, like when we put a tender in, we're going, like we're going to be dicks to you, basically, yeah. you know. And if you don't want to work with us, that's fine because we don't want to work with you, yeah. you know. But if you're open to this kind of critique, then then I let's just go. had
1: this. By the way, I think I can say this because it's not But I, the same thing. I'm uh, working on this documentary about uh, by Tommy Fay. Oh yeah, and yeah, So we got we got into um, uh, negotiations with Vice we're talking with vice and i have this meeting with them um and i i am sitting there and there's four of them there and i think they just assumed that we would really want to work with them and so and i was just like i had no deference; like i i just didn't care they hated me yeah and so we basically yeah (laughs) but we walked away from it what's that Mutual, yeah. <laughs> it was mutual, but we And we, kind of, I mean, we kind of worked it out. But it was in, this interesting thing of going like, "No, I don't care." You know, it's just I don't have that, and that's well, that's it's the spirit that, it's of a, Belfast. It's authority, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's authority It's, it's, it's like it's no. It's all like... authorities divided. You're no mm. better. You're, you know, you've got more money and more influence, but your ideas aren't better, and we don't don't need you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think there's absolutely. <clears throat> I, well, for again, for people at home who maybe don't know, like I run a street art tour here. Um, I do a lot of work in street art, and one of the things I talk about in on the tour is how Belfast is. It's kind of probably one of the most rebellious places you can be because you have, you basically have these two um, narratives set up, and if you don't ascribe to them, then your, I uh, you know you, you, our our media, our politics our education, everything goes into this kind of binary green and orange kind of pots and if you sit outside that it's very very hard to find a place in Belfast and what those people tend to do is they tend to gravitate towards kind of anti-establishment narratives because the establishment here is so shit Mm. Um, and and so put through this in these kind of terms that are just really quite weird Um, I mean I had a form in the other day and like, it, like, asked what my nationality was, and it was, like, gave me... In Northern Ireland, they kind of try to get a... Like, they go British, Irish, Northern Irish, you know, other... Uh, and then, like, I was, like, you know, because you can't... Because they basically have invented Northern Irishness right. as a way for people who don't want to say that they're Irish or British, right? Mm, yeah. And I don't want to say that I'm Northern Irish either because I think that's a middle-class <laughs> construct. It's so bullshit. It's so alliance. Um, but anyway... Oh, the, the by the b- way,
1: this is something I love about Northern Ireland. One, thing's, one of many things is Northern Ireland is... Um, an, an object lesson in contradiction. Yeah. British and Irish, yeah. part of the European Union, not part of the European Union. Even it's a city that has, it's called Derry and Londonderry at the same <laughs> time, <laughs> that you can't say, you, you know, simultaneously. Yeah, you yeah. Derry, Londonderry. Yeah. Like, you know, anyway. This is uh, Northern Ireland. And the, and the peace process was an experiment in, in apocalyptic politics, not progressive politics. Mm. Progressive politics, you know where you, the progressives, they know where they're going and they're moving towards that. And if you don't agree then you're not progressive. Apocalyptic politics is, we don't know where we're going. We'll just sit in the room and and have the conflict and something will happen. And I think the the peace process in Northern Ireland was an apocalyptic event because we just were like, we have to sit in the same room and we don't know what's going to happen. And it was profound. And
0: let's be... be it's one of the most ridiculous things in the world that that happened. Yeah. You know, like, whenever I was growing up, I just never thought it was ever going to end. Yeah. You just don't think that it's...
1: And it's it's called the Good Friday Agreement. Like, there's a lot of significance to that. (laughs) You know, Good Friday is the coagulation of contradiction. You know, God, human, highest, lowest, something that can't die, dying. You know, that was what Mm. this this was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I ended up writing on that. I literally ended up writing on a form, Nationalities... Are for dicks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I ticked other, and then what do you mean by that? And I went national. <laughs> so, because because I feel like the, I think the last time I felt proud of in any way part of national pride was the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympics. Uh-huh. Like, and the, it was a really brilliant piece of art that made me kind of go, oh yeah, like the UK's all right, actually. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm kind of happy enough to have been part of that. And people like really push me this on this sometimes go, well, what are you? You can't be nothing. And I kind of go like, well, I am my experience in a sense. So, like, I am a Belfastian, I think, first and foremost, more than I am a, than Irish or British or anything. I do not associate with the concept of Irishness or Britishness. I don't have anything in common with... Well, no, I don't have anything in common. I don't have enough in common with people from Bradford to mm. call myself British, yeah. and I equally don't have any, enough in common... I would be English. Well, yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I just I don't feel that I don't feel that sort of community, yeah, yeah, or yeah. communion or whatever. Yeah. I don't feel that. Whereas, like, I absolutely feel fiercely proud of Belfast, fiercely Belfast, Belfastian, Belfastian, a yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I definitely feel that this is. A really key part of my identity, you know. And and, And
1: by the way, because nobody wants us, one of the one of the uh, the definition of that Paul gives of Christianity is the trash of the world. And I love this; it's the first (laughs) it's the first critique of purity culture, where you identify as trash, as the outside, as the dirt. And there's something about Northern Ireland where nobody wants us, and I think that's beautiful. Like we identify, and that's a very existentialist theme.
0: And when you when you visit, you'll see that. Mm. So there's like, I have there's an insecurity almost about like, come on, we, we want to be liked. Yeah, yeah. But equally, like, we don't give a fuck if you like us. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? There's yeah. this real kind of tension between, well, we're just going to be, there, you know. Um, but are people standing up and nodding at me because we're no. over time? So. <laughs> we're just giving you a
1: five Oh, five. no, that's good. I was, Phil, by the way, like, you're, I think you and I are very much share some of these ideas and you could term yourself maybe a, a, a protestant atheist or in in many ways i mean is there I like that yeah
2: <laughs> well I, I have returned to to the idea of protestantism in a way that i didn't think i would that was the one phrase i would run away from mm-hmm. you know that was my working class north belfast heritage but as i've got older I, i've returned to it from a similar direction to you in terms of protestantism in a kirk guardian sense is yeah. the, the rejection of authority including the authority of god mm-hmm. yes um my my question, I suppose, or the difficulty here when Adam's rejecting Nationhood as an idea or it, what kind of political project can you make when when you're trying to encourage people to commit to the impossibility of politics, making them satisfied? Like The the, the difficulty for me is that, and I find this in my own life, as I've moved into the, the direction and in a, in a per- very personal way that, we, that you've described and the, the journey you've gone on, I find myself considering myself working out how to do this on my own. But the idea of making a communal politics that actually takes control of a country, for example, Mm -hmm. and institutes a new kind of politics, a new way of uh, working out social relations, a new relation to capital, for example, this seems very, very difficult. Whenever what your project is is encouraging people not to believe that they can be satisfied by the things that, as like F- Freud's project was initially, that if people can deal with this thing, then they can overcome mm. and become these kind of more enlightened people. By the end of his life, he thought that's not going to happen, and Nazism yeah. happened. You know, so our attraction as human beings to authority and to give our authority over to something, yes. we're going to We might kill one god, yeah. but then another one will come along, and it doesn't seem possible. So I might be able to do it for myself, but what if, it's, if there's no community and all we have is communion and we can find a few people to get together with, that seems good, yeah. but it doesn't seem likely to change a country.
1: And I want... So, yeah, because on the first night I was talking about, yeah, if the 19th century is the historical death of God... Then the 20th century is the denial of the death of God, Nietzsche and existentialism. Then the 21st century, <laughs> you know, has to be the development of a technology that helps us affirm the death of God. And I think that's what psychoanalysis begins for the individual. Yes, we need a, we need a communal technology to encounter that. Whether or not it's possible, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. But you have got to work as if it is. And I I wonder whether it is possible to have communions, have a have a so, like um. Large, large communions instead of communities. Um, Otherwise, otherwise, that's the reason why there's no intelligent life in the universe. Because one of the walls we never get past is when self-consciousness gets to this level, it creates these binaries and destroys itself. Um, And uh, and so, you know, it's the getting past this level of development is potentially impossible (laughs) or next to impossible.
0: But Still worth doing,
1: but still worth but trying. But also, yeah.
0: but also, like, it for me, I think one of the things that I very recently I've sort of come to terms with is I'll just do what I can, mm. right? And that's it, you know. Like, only a dickhead thinks they're going to change, you know. You don't think you're going to change the world, no, do you? no,
1: no, but don't, no, but you
0: think you feel like you can play a role, yes, you no, can be yeah. part of a movement, you can, you can be. Um, like, you can be part of the Chinese water torture of change. Yes. Right? You can yeah. be part of the... <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <a> metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not a great metaphor. <laughs> that's that's why I'm on... But you know <laughs> what I mean? You can be yeah. one of the drips. Yes. But yeah. that's all you can be. No, like, absolutely this is a fucking yeah. big universe, right? It is, yeah. And if you can be a... If you can be a, like, or stalagmite or whatever, you know, you mm-hmm. want to talk about... <laughs> this is incremental. Yes. And I, I genuinely feel that for me... Like I feel achievement. I, I feel a sense of achievement about what I've done. I know I've had an impact on people's lives and I've done projects that have really profoundly changed people's lives and that's amazing. Yeah. And that's more than what most people I mean, you probably feel the same, but it's still a fucking drop in the yes. ocean in comparison to what needs to happen. Yes. I can just do my bit, like and that's it. Mm. And I'm 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 down with yeah. that. And we're gonna be like probably living with capitalism for a long time for a while longer. I'd love to see it, you know, and yeah. I can just do my bit to try and bring it to yeah. an end,
1: you know? But I remember, like, I remember, Phil, us having a conversation about this once, if you remember this, and I, I feel like I convinced you, one of the rare times where you <laughs> agreed. but one of the things you were saying to me is, why do I, for example, use this Christian language and work with the Christian institution? And my response was, yeah, well, if you do these in small groups, you don't do much, but what if we can create something that we can inject into that host? and that it's not foreign to that host, just as you give blood to someone, it can't be foreign blood, it has to be blood that's not foreign, but mm. we inject into that host, uh, which is Christianity, these ideas, and they take, then you can have literally, at first tens, then hundreds, then thousands, then tens of thousands of communities that are that the infrastructure already exists, they're already there, so all that has to change is what's going on within them, and you can impact hundreds of thousands of people. So people here watching this, right, if you are if you set up a community, say 300 of you set up communities, 200 of them are going to fail. It's going to be a disaster. You might lose all of your money. Your relationships <laughs> might break up. You might lose all your friends. You might die of a heart attack and stress. But 100 of you, it'll be okay. Uh, and it'll still be shit. And you'll probably still lose some of your friendships. You'll probably still lose your money. And you'll still probably die early. But then about Ten or fifteen of you will do something that really works. I know you don't like those statistics. I hate those. But still, that's good because it it doesn't put you off. Then do it.
2: You think that's those are good statistics? But I go more. I I go further than that. I would say that the three hundred you start. That there's no better way to waste your life. Like we, you know, there's (laughs) okay. We've 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 talked about this. no one gets what they want. As we've talked about this, no one gets what they want, but there's different ways of not getting what you want, yeah, right? best
1: line. He didn't even put that in his book. That was a line in his
2: novel. <laughs> that, you didn't that, too. On
0: that we can agree. Like, yeah. There is definitely no better way to waste your life. And, than
1: that's, you.
2: and, that, and that refusal to give your authority over, and that's why I think you were even more right, believe it or not, than, than I realized at the time, was that whenever you collapse in the secular language, and this is where I think you went wrong, and I, I went wrong with you, <laughs> is, that, is that authority gets smuggled in, in in secular language. Look at what's happened with COVID. That Everyone's claiming authority in the name of science, but science just has this abstraction. At least when you can name your God, you can argue with that God, you can fight it, you can disagree, you can reject, all sorts of things are possible. When authority gets smuggled in somewhere else, it's, it's much, much, much more difficult. Gross. So actually the language that you're describing is maybe useful because you can argue against it, you can fight against it. Yes. Well.
1: And, 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 and it even invites you to fight I against think,
0: it I think you underestimate where I can find authority motherfucker I know like, I, can, I, I, can, I can find I can find rebellion I'm getting there get in before Adam inspiring. gets Larry. alright come on hold on hold
1: on sorry he's oh, a test these yeah. are wild these are wild, are wild okay what, what's next
0: we were a few times trying to think and this is a good time to end it and then you kept lighting up again give it up for Adam the drip turn
1: off it's starting, the starting